Welcome to the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast with Philip Washington, Jr. Today's episode is brought to you by Rife Martin CPAs. Today, along with Allison Rife Martin, Philip talks about drilling down deep with the exit strategy in mind. Philip Washington, Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now... Here's Philip. All right. We are back with another episode of Wealth Building Made Simple with Allison Rife Martin, CPA. What's going on, Allison? You know, it's been another great week. I'm kind of excited to get to Thanksgiving in a couple of weeks and we can, you know, be around family and have turkey and mashed potatoes. And hopefully mm. my husband will make me a homemade pie. So that's kind of what I'm looking forward What's to. Favorite? What's your favorite pie? You know, honestly, my favorite pie is between chocolate chocolate cream pie, which my husband makes a to-die for a chocolate cream pie, but he also makes a wonderful cherry pie. Oh. Yeah, I love cherry pie. <laughs> and he makes the own crust, too. So, I mean, oh. it's like, you know, got to love a man who does it all from scratch. What a treat. <laughs> um, exactly. Yeah, we're, we're, we're staying here for Thanksgiving, and I'm we're, since I'm here, you know, uh, I'm I'm cooking this time. Uh, cause with my family in Houston, it's kind of already established, but here I get to, I get to have some creativity. So, you know, we're going to do that. My brother-in-law's doing turkey. My father-in-law's doing the prime rib, but I'm going to make some yakamine, which is like really? a, a dish. So we're going to have some variety. Um, so it'll be, well, it'll be, it'll be fun. I don't, I don't want to compete with my, I, I don't like to compete at all ever. So I was like, oh, here's a lane that I can play that I can play well. Because I'm not going to beat my brother-in-law or father-in-law at what they do best because they're masters. Right. I don't, I don't want to beat them. So you will be a compliment to the dinner. So I'll be a compliment, yes. <laughs> and as we think of the word compliment, it makes me think how to complement the exit planning strategy into your uh, business, whether you are in the mid- the beginning or the middle and hopefully not so close to the end. Because, again, you should always start your business goals with the exit in mind Mm. and in order to do that what you really want to sit there and think is what do i want to do with the rest of my life once i build my business to what i feel is you know the most amazing thing since sliced bread like we were talking about in our previous episode so what you want to sit there and start thinking about doing is what are your personal goals and how do they align with or are they different from your business goals? How do you marry the two so that, again, you grow this great and amazing business that I can't wait to be at work at every day so that 20 years from now, someone will want to buy it? Um, because if you remember we were saying in the previous episode, 70% of all uh, business owners who sell their business profoundly regret it a year later. Not because they didn't get a great payoff. But because they're like, what did I? What do I do with the rest of my life? I miss the grind. I miss the excitement. It was such an amazing thing. I loved it. What am I going to do? So, when you start out, you sit there and think, what do I want to do with my life? Once I sell my business, I want to be able to leave a legacy for my family. I want to travel. I want to get another PhD. I want to, whatever it is, I want to do. Maybe I want to start a new one. You know. So, make sure that. 
you know, you, you have a very clear idea of what your goals are and what kind of funding you need to be able to support those personal goals once you do sell your business. Then, as we've said before, small business, small and medium-sized business owners, our business is our largest asset. Will our business be able to help support that goal too? And so that's where we start to think of the value of our business or the business valuation process. And again, you know, when you start out it's or you're a couple of years in, you could hire someone who has credentials to do, you know, and, and the background and the education and experience to do a full-blown valuation um, where they, you know, do a deep dive into your business and compare it to industry standards and a whole host of other things. That might be something that you really want to think about if, you know, you have a shorter term time time frame to sell your business or to exit your business. Or you can start out with just a, I say back of the envelope, but it's a pretty standard practice to take your EBITDA as in your earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, amortization, which effectively for most of us is net income or net profit times the industry standard multiple. So if we were to take an example saying that the industry standard multiple is five, and let's say my net profit is 100. We multiply 5 times 100. My business is worth $500. Again, that's just that's a rough estimate that wouldn't stand up in if you were to go to, say, the full-blown business valuation. But it's a good, pretty good rough idea. And if I need, by the time I retire, I need $2 million and my business is only worth half a million. And I want to be able to retire in five years wow, do I have a lot of work to do, (laughs) (laughs) you know? So, and then again, in the next episode, we'll talk about the things that you really want to focus on in your business to make sure that you can, you know, improve the value of your business. But once you have the baseline, then you can start comparing and figuring out where do you need to improve, you know, and what areas you need to improve on so that you can get to the $2 million. Um, And again, one thing to think about when we think about the value Value doesn't mean saleability. So if I think if my value based on the EBITDA multiple suggests it's worth $500,000 and a business owner came in to look at it and said, it's not worth, or a buyer came in and said, it's not worth 500 grand, it's worth 450. So again, your goal is to focus on getting your value up to where you think it would equate equate to saleability. Yeah, yeah. Uh... What'd you call it? Uh, this is this is random. When when you when you said that, my mind went back to like you know you're you're immature and you're in high school and somebody says somebody says you know whatever disagreeing with what you just said and you'd be like your mama ain't worth five four five hundred that's what I thought when somebody they're like yeah. your business not worth five hundred it's worth four hundred fifty I was like your mama's not worth five hundred thousand. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. your the, your mama. <laughs> That's the, that's the feeling you get when somebody rejects the value you think your business is worth. You just want exactly. to be very immature. No, exactly. and, and before you go on, I think I think that's important too from a, from a financial planning standpoint because I'll meet I'll meet business owners that don't have that work done, and they are coming to me maybe uh, frustrated might be the wrong word, but it's in that vicinity of, of where mm-hmm. I'm looking for and. And not frustrated because they're not making money, but they want their net worth to grow higher. And so they come to a wealth manager saying, hey, you have any investments 
that can help me become richer. And and a wealth manager, from my perspective, our job is more like to preserve wealth and compound wealth because in order for me to like actually invest my clients money in a way that'll make them a lot of money in the period of time they want, they got to, they have to be willing to invest the way that I invest. Right. And that's not going to happen because I get fired in a really down year because they can't take the volatility that comes with uh, investing that way. And so a lot of times I'll say, well, Hey, can you put more money into your business? And a lot of them don't know, but I feel like if they have this plan that they know what the net worth of the business should be, where their profit margin should be, they've been thinking through things that you have them think through about like where to invest and how to get it better. Uh, then that'll be an easier, it'll be an easier decision making process for them to say, Oh, let me invest these extra resources into, or let me borrow money so that I can invest money into my business to grow it, to meet my goal. I agree. It's, I'm just, that's again, we're setting the stage for what you should be thinking about. But again, your goal should be, you know, the longer the time frame, the more time you have to meet it. So again, start with the exit in mind to kind of keep with your idea of preserving capital and building capital so that you can, you know, retire as you want. Absolutely. Any, anything else on, on the topic of understanding yeah. your net worth and where you are? No, but I mean, I just say it's important to at least find out your industry multiple. And if for a you know, good one, just start with five if you want. And then there's a whole bunch of other factors, but that's a good baseline to start. And then you can start looking at it on a regular basis and see if you're going in the direction that you want. Mm, I like that. I like that. Well, let everybody know where they can reach you if they want to get more information uh, on that topic. You can reach me at my website, rifemartincba.com, or you can email me at info at rifemartinaccounting.com. And I have to confess, this is actually one of my favorite topics. I just, I love this kind of stuff because it's always fun to think ahead and like think what can you put in place to, you know, again, achieve your goal. Awesome. Awesome. I can't wait for the next week's, next week's conversation. Yeah. Thanks again. Thank you. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.